0: You've clicked on the "My Wife Says the Darndest Things" podcast. Congratulations! For the next half hour, you'll be treated to the good and the bad of the random thoughts. Everybody say Colorado. I'm a giraffe. Witty observations. Canucks.
1: <laughs> I knew what that the dump is a Canucks? Canuck.
0: And general goofiness of the newlyweds, Garrett and Sarah Jones. Some ass. You what? No, one, this is in a hissing. Now, here's your hosts. Hey, listeners. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I've never done one of these before, so it's a little weird. But I did forget to record part of the beginning of our interview with Claire Cook. You're going to love her. She's an incredibly interesting person. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned after this. But I-, I gave her basically just a little introduction, and that's all we miss. Uh, She is one of my longest friends at Mizzou. We met at Summer Welcome, which is the Mizzou orientation way back in 2016 when we were both freshmen, and we just remained friends the entire way through college, and she is just a very smart, intelligent person, so be sure to stick around for our interview with her as we talk about Cats, Nebraska, and everything in between, so we'll go ahead and pitch it over to that. Also, one last note, there is a bit of an echo because of the recording process, I guess, that we used with Claire. So that's not her fault. That's my fault. I do apologize for that. It kind of just sounds like something's on in the background. You can still hear her clearly. So I hope that's not too distracting. And to Claire, I do apologize for that here in post-production. But yeah, hopefully it's not too distracting and enjoy the episode.
2: I miss the ginkgo bad. leaves the in the fall uh, at Mizzou. Uh, but yeah, other than like, that, uh, school was a very stressful a very time very for, stressful me, for me, as you know, because I was working and was doing working research, and research and doing my classes and, and clinicals. Classes and clinicals. So, so it's been, it's been, been a lot less stressful in my life. In my life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you at all. I, I, I certainly there, there's there's some days where I miss Columbia and I miss campus. And I'm sure you can relate to that. But I also had... I, you know, I had a career that required a lot of, a degree that required a lot of legwork outside the classroom, but I never had the strenuous <laughs> class load that you did. So yeah. I always respected what you were doing. It always amazed me when we caught up. Uh, but I, I, you know, one of the things that also distinguished you, Claire, among my friends that I had in college was that you always lived off campus after your freshman year and you had a very special roommate and you had several very special roommates actually <laughs> one of the few people that i ever met that had a cat <laughs> at school with them yeah what went into bringing your beloved cat feta to columbia with you from feta. your original home in kansas city feta
2: rip um R. A. P. sorry she passed yeah, just, away just like
0: take away. the floor yeah i was gonna bring the. I, I wasn't gonna bring that up but take the floor and just give us the, just give us Feta's life story.
2: Uh, so I got her name was Feta. She was the best cat I've ever had. Um, I say that with my two cats, like currently fighting in the other room. Um, <laughs> they're nuts. Um, and I got her when I was 10 years old. Uh, and she was like just the best cat, very calm, very sweet. And so whenever I uh, lived in the dorm my freshman year, my mom would always send me pictures of Feta and be like, Feta misses you, because that's the kind of person my mom is. She's amazing. (laughs) Oh, you've met Terry, you know. Yeah, Yeah. we really enjoyed meeting her.
0: So a little pause for our audience that might not know. Claire and her mom drove from Nebraska to yes. Dallas for our wedding, and An that incredible was incredible feat. They went first off; they were the furthest traveling individuals. Hope it was worth it, Claire, because we we loved having you there, and that just that still means we talk about it all the time. <laughs> that still means so much to us that you guys did that. No,
2: I'm glad I got to go. It was great. Uh, I definitely would have been sad if I had missed it. So and we would have been n- sad. If not missed
0: to it. mention, in a pandemic, by the way. Yes. So yeah. Thank you, Claire, for that. <laughs> Uh, but, but please continue about Feta.
2: Um, so my mom would always just send me pictures of her and be like, oh, Feta misses you. And I was like, oh, man, I really miss having my cat with me because, you know, she would always sleep on my bed. Mm-hmm. And she was just I mean, at that point, she had been my cat for like eight years. Uh, and so then it wasn't even like a discussion that I was going to take Feta when I moved off campus. That was just kind of how it was. Uh, so then so I then moved into where I lived my sophomore year, sophomore and Feta year came with and me, and, and that house we had two dogs, a rabbit, a and rabbit. Feta. Oh my God, Calvin. <laughs> yeah, Calvin Zoo. Legend. Calvin. Uh, his name was Calvin. <laughs> the <laughs> Do you remember his name? Yeah.
0: That yeah. was a pretty distinct name.
2: Yeah, it was Calvin the rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: the that's hilarious. hilarious.
2: Yeah, and Feta hated the dogs, I but the dog. she liked the rabbit.
1: Oh, that's sweet. So she's got a little friendship going on Yeah, too.
2: she was yeah. very much a uh, only child yeah. kind of cat though. Yeah.
0: So she was your only cat for a while, correct?
2: Uh yeah, we did have another cat in the house, but she didn't like him either.
0: Like him either. Uh <laughs> Right, but she was she, she was the only cat that you owned. Yes. correct? Yeah, yes. Feta was my, okay. cat. my cat. So Feta was the star of Claire's show. Yes. No doubt no doubt about it. So wh- how long did she live?
2: She lived for, God, how long? Um, um, 11 or 12 11 years, 12 I think. Years? Um, wow. um, about, about December of my, December, my senior year of college, year of college uh, uh, she was she diagnosed was with a really aggressive cancer, really aggressive cancer. cancer. Um, that was just uh, kind of growing and growing, growing and growing and growing, growing nothing and that we could really do. Could really And And she was still, like, the sweetest sweetest cat and very good good spirits, and the vet loved her. But eventually it got to the point where we just had to, to, you know, kind of end her suffering. So she wasn't in in pain all the time.
1: And I bet that's really hard, especially when like you want so desperately for them to be near you but you know it's painful for them yeah i uh, actually burst a blood vessel in my
2: eye from crying that day oh i remember you mentioning (laughs) that that breaks my heart um no but my mom was with me and the vet was there and my vet was wonderful um And the vet was crying, too, because she loved Feta, too. And I actually had a friend drive out from St. Louis to say goodbye to my cat. So, like, that's how cool of a cat she was. Wow,
1: that's amazing.
0: So, over the years, right, Claire? And I I definitely don't want to get into anything personal, for sure. I wouldn't respect your privacy in that. But just being your friend, I know that, you know, especially in college, it hasn't always been a bed of roses for you, right? Would you say that having your cat there with you at school helped you through some of those times? And would you endorse that for anybody else who's maybe considering, right, bringing a cat with them on campus?
2: Uh, yeah, so, um, so um, I will uh, open I will up and say that I do have quite do a lengthy history of depression and anxiety, depression and, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that was paired, of that didn't, was really, pair well didn't really, pair really pair well with really the schedule I well was going, going through, through. <laughs> and right. FETA was yeah, definitely – like what you would call an emotional support animal. She actually was certified um, wow. as an ESA. Um, and I would be having like a panic attack over chemistry or whatever I was having a panic attack over that week. And she'd come out from wherever she was and just sit with me and be like, no, mom, it's okay. Like.
1: How amazing is that well I mean thank you for opening right. up and sharing
0: I yeah the reason I brought that up because you know we want to do good with something like this and yeah if there's even one person listening who can advocate something for their mental health like yeah. that's I would that's say that is an absolute do. success but but I definitely thank, thank you Claire again for sharing that but definitely lightening up I remember snapchats that you would send me <laughs> with with Feta just literally sitting right on you on a Saturday morning or something uh-huh. like the one day uh-huh. that you did get to rest like she was... Like she, she knew you needed she to She seemed rest. like an extreme cuddler.
2: She she actually wasn't... Um, I mean, uh, I think both of you met her. Maybe... Sarah, I'm not sure if you met her. Um,
1: I don't think I did. I, I definitely did. I've definitely seen a lot of pictures, though. Yeah. So I feel like I knew her.
2: <laughs> um, so she was... Uh, she was very cuddly with me, but not with others always. Um, these two I have now... Uh, are like the friendliest cats I've ever met. Um, they like follow a, around the pest control guy and oh like the maintenance guy can't get anything done. Cause one of my cats is just like sitting next to him, like headbutting him the entire time wanting pets. Um,
0: <laughs> that's so cute. How <laughs> oh, sweet. They're nuts. Um, <laughs> that, that's a, well, that's a great transition Yeah. because you mentioned that, you know, Feta lived a great long mm-hmm. life, but she did pass away. So tell us about your, two new children
2: oh my goodness they are crazy um (laughs) so after i had to um let feta go i was at my parents house because fortunately um one of I was in the microbiology section, uh, my second rotation in microbiology, and my clinical instructor actually gave me an extra day off because she knew that I had to put my cat down. And so I went down to my parents' house for the weekend and for like a few days after that, and we ended up going to a uh, animal shelter in Springfield, Missouri. And I wasn't going to like get another cat because, you know, like Feta was the best cat I've ever had. And I just kind of wanted yeah, to, kind be around, to be around like kitties around. that were, you know, wanting loves because uh, yeah. I don't know what the deal was with my parents' cats that uh, time, but I think two of them were like running around the woods and like wouldn't let me love on them. Um, I don't know. Adventurous. They they live in the middle of nowhere. There's a bunch of stuff running around there. Um, but. We went to the animal shelter, and they were like, oh, well, we have this really sweet four-month-old tabby cat back there. And Feta was a tabby. She was beautiful. And so I walk back, and they're like, yeah, this is a four-month-old. And I look at him, and I'm like, you're telling me he's only four months old? Like, this cat is huge. Oh, um, Chunky. And they're like, yeah, he'll pretend that he's falling out of the cage, so you're forced to catch him and hug him. Oh my That's gosh. So cute. That's
1: the cutest thing I've ever heard.
2: So dramatic. Um, um, and then and while I was events, looking at yeah. him, uh, my and mom was looking uh, at the cat in the, the cage cat. right next to him. And she right goes, Wow, this cat has beautiful, beautiful eyes. eyes. And I look over and there's and this all black, and there's all black cat all with like these orange yellow, orange, yellow, like intense yellow eyes. eyes. I'm like, Wow, oh, he's really pretty. And so, of course, we're like, Okay, well, let's get him out. Like, let's see what they're like. Um, and so Um, we get the black cat out first and I'm like sitting on the ground and, uh, he's just walking around exploring stuff. And and I'm like, Oh, that's Newton. That's my cat. Like just immediately. And I was like, (laughs) I was kind of surprised. I'm like, Oh, like I wasn't really expecting to get a cat today. And then I was, my mom was like, okay, well, let's get out the tabby cat that's so loving. And I'm like, okay. And then, of course, he was just being the sweetest little sweetheart there was. And I was like, oh, well, how can I decide between these two? Like, they're both so wonderful, and I don't want to leave them here. Take them both. And so then they both came home with me.
1: Oh,
0: that's amazing and, so
1: oh, tell us again their names
0: i'm sorry yeah, uh, that's the, exactly what uh, i was gonna the ask tabby
2: edison, the tabby is edison um oh, and, the black, and the black one is newton so Love. so
0: i was gonna ask about that so for, we mentioned obviously our, our listeners could have deduced based off what you do that you're first off incredibly intelligent <laughs> yes. second off that you have a passion for biology and science is that reflected in those names or is there a different story behind that
2: um it kind of is. With Newton, it was just kind of an automatic thing. And, of course, uh, Sir Isaac course, Newton was an incredible physicist. Uh, Edison, I have a lot less Edison respect for as a scientist. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't blame you then, Yeah, honestly. I don't blame you.
2: But it kind of fit. And I was like, trying kind to of think. I'm like, okay, well, intention. I mean, they're brothers. So they should have, like, a cute name that goes together. And I already had right. And Edison and doesn't act like a Tesla. Um, like a Tesla. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, so well, like, okay, this one's kind of dumb but you know uh he uh, is uh he he falls in the shower at least once a week um amen Um, what can you do um so it just kind of came about his name was edison Edison, and and that's how i have uh uh, mr eds Ed's.
0: that's so cute that's so cute so you've mentioned a lot of them but just you know in your brief time with your two new cats what are some of the other hilarious idiosyncrasies you've noticed about them?
2: Um, well, Newton, I can't have sponges out because he steals them. <laughs> Where does he take them? Nowhere! He just, no runs, off he just runs off with them. No. Yeah, he'll like hop up on the counter, which he's not supposed to be on. Um... And because I'm a like scientist, so I like bleach my counters every single morning, <laughs> like disinfect yeah. everything. Because I know they're on the counter when I'm not when they're not supposed to be. Oh, for sure. Um, no, he just runs off with them. And then, oh. actually, yesterday, um, I in my on my days off I help with two I different clinics at Nebraska medicine, medicine. At Nebraska um, and I help with one and called and respect clinic call and one, one and sharing clinic sharing and they're for, um, disadvantaged, for uh, communities. disadvantaged communities yes, and we yeah, offer yeah. We uh, we discounted health care uh, services, services for those that need health care um, so I was leaving so for, I was sharing clinic, for sharing clinic uh, clinic yesterday uh, and yesterday. a little bit of a backstory one of my friends just had gone to uh, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota and he texted he me and he goes me, Claire I just, found something, Claire just found something for your cats and I'm like you're bringing back, you're bringing back souvenirs, back for, souvenirs my for my cats oh. <laughs> <laughs> like okay sure, okay, sure. and they're these little there um, people, like leftover uh, wool like and felt pieces, pieces that, are wrapped, pieces that like are wrapped up
1: to
2: look like mice oh yeah oh, really I've seen something similar that's very cute well
0: I, I rest. Oh. By the way, I rest my case on Claire being a cat expert, just off that one anecdote. Yes, that people know her so well that like, oh, I see something for Claire. I'm gonna for bring something cats. for her cats.
1: <laughs> that's amazing.
2: It's not the first time, the first time um, <laughs> that people us. have brought stuff for my need cats. To know. I that's feel hilarious.
1: like we should send oh, some cat oh. toys.
0: Yes, it, it, that's the least we can do. for sure. <laughs> um, So, so Claire, as I mentioned, is is a veteran cat mom but sarah and i are actually newer to the game so we'll back up and give a little more context but we have recently moved into a new place Mm -hmm. and we got married in october We got our first cat in November 2020. Mm -hmm. And so we have been cat parents for less than a calendar year. Yes. So we are very, very new to this discussion. And we'll kind of give our audience a background on our cats. Um, The first cat that my family ever owned was one named Mayomi, who Claire is a big, big fan of. (laughs) Um, Way back in 2014, we rescued her. And uh, she stuck with our family. We talk about idiosyncrasies with Claire's cat. Naomi has quite a few idiosyncrasies, oh, yeah. mostly being very picky about her food and litter box situation. And Which is so weird. After a couple <laughs> we years, fixed it. we did fix it. After a couple years, especially since she was my younger sister's cat. After my younger sister Miranda, big time friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh, multiple guests, multiple guest appearances, uh, came on. After she moved out and went to school, Naomi didn't really have much of a place living with my single dad, right. and his her idiosyncrasies kind of drove him crazy. Well, flash forward to about a month into our marriage. I got and lonely. And I was working a job where I would work pretty much 9 to 5 and then drive home, not get home by 6. Well, Sarah, as a teacher, getting home at four every day, wanted a companion for those two hours in the day.
1: Okay. To be fair, you were doing, like, games in the evening. I was doing a
0: Yeah. No. It was, Sarah just wanted a companion. Yes. you blame her. And so we adopted Naomi from mm-hmm. my dad. Uh, and she lived in Dallas. We obviously live in the Houston area. So Naomi went begrudgingly like a in a cage all the way down I-45 in the Four and a half hour drive. She made it. Made the trip and got acclimated pretty quick. And Sarah, wouldn't you say that she, after about a week, she felt pretty comfortable in her new home.
1: Yeah. She was making it her own.
0: Yeah. And she is a, she's a mutt. As you mentioned, she's a rescue. She's almost nine years old. Uh, She does have a lot of gray tabby in her, Mm -hmm. but... There's definitely some mutt coming through, and she is a... She's got, like, some orange yeah, specks. She is a very, very individual personality, very particular, and... She does
1: not like to be touched on I, the butt.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't... She's not a big fan of touching in general. Yeah. Not a um, big snuggler. But right now, as we speak, she is laying on the bed about five feet away from our microphone, and what I like to describe her as is kind of... Cautiously social. Like she likes to be in the room with you, mm-hmm. but just on the boundary of the room. So <laughs> quick she, escape. So she doesn't like to be right with you.
1: She likes to be close enough, but far enough for a quick escape.
0: Right, right. So that's the story of Naomi. And one thing that we've has been a big success story with her was when she lived with my dad, she was eating a wet food only diet and not only is that expensive but it also it it also yeah it's not it's i don't think it's great for them and with her strangely enough once we got her in a dry food diet it fixed her litter box issues yeah it was the strangest thing wow Claire have you heard of anything like that before in your experience with cats
2: um I haven't heard of like the litter box issues it's more just like general diet and well-being um like when feta was was going through the cancer um um, I did switch her to just wet food and raw um there's like a raw diet you can do and that's because she kind of needed the nutrients and she needed the extra calories um with my two they don't ever get wet food because they're massive um um, they're <laughs> they're both like Tomcats, like cats, um, so, yeah, so they're pretty big already. Um, Let's see, Newton's 15 pounds, 15 Edison's 13. Pounds, Edison's 13. <laughs> so, oh goodness!
1: Yes. I wonder. Yes. I don't even know how. I know Persnickety's like three pounds. Yeah, yeah that's, a,
0: that's a, yeah, yeah. She's, she's just she's a, a baby kitten, baby. and that's a good transition to our new kitten. Sorry, uh, no, you so, my- so we took <laughs> in Mayomi, and I think it. I think it all kind of worked out for a reason, you know, because. In May, late May, Sarah and I are getting ready to go for go to a friend's wedding.
1: The morning of. The
0: morning okay. of. And I thought I'd swing by the gym in our apartment complex just to get a little exercise in before we went and gorge ourselves with the wedding food. So I head out, and outside of our neighbor's driveway, there is meowing coming from the right front tire of his Jeep Grand Cherokee sitting in front of his garage. So I hear the meowing, I think, okay, there's something going on. There's an animal under there. You know what? I'm going to go do my workout, and if she's still meowing when I come back, then keep in mind that I hadn't laid a visual on her, right? I hadn't seen her just yet. I said, if she's still meowing when I come back from the gym, I will engage in a rescue mission, and Sarah always gives me crap about well, that. Well, my part. thought
1: is, if the meowing stops, is that a good sign, or <laughs> is it just good for you? I'm
0: just saying it justified me coming back a little. Okay. Later. So I, I go for about you know 30 minutes, and I come back. Sure enough, the meowing is still there. So the rescue operation commences, and I climb on—not in my wedding clothes, thank goodness—but I, I climb had no idea my, this was happening. In either. my workout gear. Yeah, Sarah's getting ready for the wedding upstairs, in our place so i climb on my hands and knees under the car get all dirty on the driveway and whatever sure enough i finally lay his eyes on this tiny little gray tabby meowing sitting on the not the drive shaft but the but the, uh, the like sitting on the axle of the she was in on Cherokee it? inside of the right front tire So she she wasn't stuck. No, she was not stuck. She was moving around freely within the engine shaft, which Claire, as you know, as a cat owner, that's a very scary thing for a small cat, right? Just because there's so many things that can really harm uh, small cats under there. And there's a lot of horror stories about cats going inside Mm -hmm. of cars in the winter and Mm -hmm. unfortunately getting injured or killed. So public service announcement, if you live somewhere that gets cold in Mm -hmm. the winter like Claire does, uh, make sure to check your... Well, it, this was also in the summer. Yeah, so. well, this was in the summer. So that just kind of shows you how um, how scared she was, right? Yeah. She was very small. and
1: So small, like so, four inches long. Right. Um. So
0: I'll speed up the story. So I reach for her under the car. I obviously can't grab her. She's a kitten. She's very, you know, slick, kind of squirms away. And after about 15 minutes of chasing her all around the engine shaft and under the car, moving around all sides of the vehicle, all around the tires, my neighbor comes out thinks and you're robbing he the car the garage and <laughs> thinks that i'm like doing something in his car and he he's a nice guy shout out to frank if you're ever listening to us uh, Frank, but but he he wasn't like angry with me he was just more scared because he didn't see me and there i am on the ground trying to chase a cat around
1: <laughs> under his car yeah
0: under his car mind you so i'm thankful that like that didn't ruin our name for a relationship for real. but uh anyway so he eventually goes and gets a box and helps you out with it and eventually, we are able to corral her. And when I realized that, I'm like, all right, this cat's going back with us. You know, I didn't want to lay that on him because he didn't stumble in the situation. So we finally get her, put her in a box, and I bring her upstairs. And I'll let Sarah tell the story of what happens next.
1: <laughs> so I'm getting, I'm getting ready, and Garrett's coming up the stairs, and he goes, I have something I think you're going to like. <laughs> and then I hear, meow, meow. And I was like, what is that, cat?" And sure enough, she's this tiny little thing with these eyes that are so massive for her head. She's so fuzzy, she just looked like a little I don't even know i I gotta look up a picture from when it happened, but she just looks like a little tiny just baby. she was so cute, so, so. little.
0: We take her in and we put her in the bathroom and give her food and water. And this is why I said, you know, I think it was kind of meant to be because we already obviously already had litter and food Mm -hmm. and everything. So I was really glad that we stumbled upon her and somebody else didn't. Uh, But the crazy part of the story is the night before Mm -hmm. we had actually made a deposit on getting a dog. A puppy. Yeah. We went and looked at a Boston Terrier and our friends who also lived at this apartment complex with us decided that they were going to do it and they were going to be dog brothers and everything and we but, were like
1: down like we had already put the deposit down and right. everything
0: that was a non-refundable deposit mm-hmm. and like we, we were going in on it and uh anyway so we come the next day and you know we come back from the wedding and everything like that and this is just the cutest cat and you know she's obviously very scared but getting used to it and um yeah so uh we we decide you know it's not right to take this cat this adorable cat right and bring that to a shelter after we've gotten a breeder a dog from a breeder Mm -hmm. right that just didn't that didn't feel like the right thing to do for us and uh, i gotta be honest sarah was not a very hard sell uh she wanted to keep the cat around so here we are and she was about three weeks old when we found her uh she's now about four months old. so little and yeah she's still small she's she's growing into an adult but um still really small and little and I'm just hoping that she's just as cuddly and cute yeah, and for she, Sarah's sake.
1: Just Claire, just to give you a visual, she loves Garrett. She follows Garrett around everywhere. <laughs> if Garrett and I are separated in the house, she is right next to him. Right. So And she sleeps on his blanket with him every single night. Yep. Snuggles right up with him. Yeah.
0: And that, and that was also something that like we kind of knew that we wanted to keep it because Naomi came on as a companion for Sarah, right? But Sarah likes snuggling. So we'll that was part of why we wanted the dog was to snuggle. Luckily, we got a snuggler in Persnickety. Yes. So we feel very lucky to have her. She's our the best. Silver tabby. Kind of a rare kind of a rare coat, actually, I've, I found upon research. But she is a, a very special gal. So, Claire, I want to pitch it back out to you after we shared that story. Um before we get into her and Naomi and their relationship i'm curious what was it like at the very beginning when Edison and newton first met each other
2: uh well really quick just a fun side note when you're saying that she's yeah, four yeah. months old uh remember that's how old edison was when i got him yeah but he was five pounds so
0: wow really a
2: big boy yeah so she might just be
1: Uh, persickety might just be small
2: uh edison's also Uh, just kind of big um um, they kind of both are um yeah Uh, but um so so me being someone that knows about cats i know like how you're supposed to introduce like two new cats to each other like you get multiple litter boxes you just kind of like put them in like a room but like monitor it and like do it kind of slowly in steps to get them acclimated um well, that was um, not what happened. Uh, not what happened. Uh, <laughs> oh. So my parents, so my parents uh, live uh, in live a in tiny, a tiny town, middle, tiny of, town, nowhere. middle of nowhere. Uh, um, like, I grew like, up in Kansas City, so, in Kansas <laughs> City so they moved so after I graduated. graduated so it's, it's, always, kind graduated, of, so it's always kind of a weird of little low, culture shock every, little time low, time every time I go. Um, time um, I but it's like an hour and 15 minutes east of... The, um, big the big of city of Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> um, Springfield. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> so,
0: just like The so, Simpsons. Basically, we had
2: no basically, choice but to transport, no choice them them to transport them together for an hour and fifteen minutes. For an hour and 15 minutes uh, uh, just like without like slowly acclimating them, slowly like we're like okay, either. get right. in the car, guys. Get in the car, guys. <laughs> um, wow. And. Did
1: they, I mean, did they, like, react well, or how did that, how did that go? Yeah, they
2: didn't really care. Um, <laughs> wow. They're both very, they're were very both easygoing very going with the entire situation. Entire it was really situation. weird. Um, was and then at the time, my parents, at the time my parents my parents uh, had, a, had a, oh, gosh, she was, like, oh 10-week-old she German, 10-week shepherd, old shepherd, German puppy. shepherd puppy. Wow. Um, oh, she's beautiful. Um, she's beautiful. I love her. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but, so uh, then I got so the cats got up to my room at my parents' house, my house, house and I'm okay, and like, okay, let's like slowly acclimate them. And then of course, the baby, the Piper baby Piper and all of her puppy energy comes, baby, through through comes bounding through the door and and both, and both of my cats were like, oh, okay, 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 whatever. okay whatever, like, Nothing, no, <laughs> I was like, no. actually, how nice is that? Yeah, now that they're adults, uh, Newton will chase Piper around the coffee table, they'll play together. Um, oh, it's really cute. That's it's really cute. cute. Right. Um, wow. and then I had no other choice the next day to literally just shove them in the same kennel together and drive them three hours north to Columbia. Oh, Gosh. We haven't
0: had to deal with that situation yet, but we definitely will at some point. And I was really the, worried the that they just snuckled right, right, yeah. up, and the right
2: up, and they're the best of friends.
0: That's so sweet.
1: I am fearful for that moment for us, <laughs> right. especially that, during hurricane it, season. It could be
0: interesting for us. So so based, based off that story, Claire, I want to share you, per, uh, we call, we named her Percy, Percy, uh-huh. Percy uh-huh. and Naomi getting acclimated. And, and, and I, I just want to hear your reaction to it or if anything surprised you here. So, uh, basically, obviously, Mayomi was shocked, right, when she sees this little cat for the first time. And she made a noise that I describe it as noise, oh, it like so when a scary. cat sees a bird out of the window, and they're like, I want to kill you, but I can't. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. That, that kind of noise, just a visceral, like, low growl. <laughs> and they would keep their distance from each other. But I think the thing that hurt the most was, like, it clearly affected Naomi mm-hmm. she acted differently and you know we did some research and I should have called you from the beginning first off but with <laughs> second Shh. off um, you know we did some research on our own and we saw that you know this wasn't very unusual and that it takes time and, and like the things that you said right keep separate litter boxes you know slowly work them in together but as you mentioned that's just with your cats like it's it's hard to make that it's hard to make that work in practice mm-hmm. um, but very slowly but surely Maomi uh, started to tolerate her more, mm-hmm. and, and and the only problem that we came across was, Maomi either got sick at some point, and it was just a coincidence, or um, something something happened with her mentally to where she didn't want to be touched. She was very removed, um, you know, kind of acted, wouldn't really eat, uh, and this happened for a couple of weeks. It was really hard to watch, and we were quite mm-hmm. worried about her. Yeah, uh, we didn't quite take her to the vet just because, like we said, we did some research and. You know, we saw that this wasn't uncommon. But then one day, we just walk in, and there they are at the top of the staircase, sitting Snuggling. right next to each oh. other. And slowly but it surely, was amazing. we've seen them slowly start to tolerate each other. Now, obviously, the little cat, Persnickety, wants to play, mm-hmm. so she'll jump on Mayomi's back. And is almost 10 years old. She doesn't want anything to do with no. playing anymore, especially not with a kitten. But it's just funny because we thought, okay, maybe Mayomi will take a motherly role, right? Nope. She's fixed. <laughs> not at all this does any not the, even a little bit do any of those things that i laid out surprise you
2: <laughs> uh no because um no, because just because uh, uh from what i know uh, of Naomi, i was surprised right? like oh yeah we have a new kid in and Naomi her and her get, get along i was like oh wow well yeah. i'm glad they oh, do <laughs> yeah. um just because i know how feta was and feta would right. have been so mad <laughs> if so i brought home another yes. cat.
1: <laughs> she would have been right. angry and the noise i like, don't even know how to extra- i think i'm gonna imitate the noise very yeah, quickly this is, is, cool. this is going
0: to be good intro material. Go ahead. <gasps> <Order. laughs> That's exactly That's what it good. sounded like. Thank you. It's pretty good. I've been
1: practicing. It's um, no. <laughs> horribly terrifying.
0: Yeah. No, seriously. And I think for Naomi, also feel free to weigh in on this, Claire. Like, so she was a rescue to begin with. So there's trauma right mm, she right. also lived with a dog a, a little pomeranian named bandit he was not much of a threat at all they got along for the most <laughs> part they like put on a show but still living with the dog is hard on the cat yeah and then she had the rule of the roost for a while after bandit passed away and then my dad got a lab oh, so that was really hard on her to live mm-hmm. with a lab like one of the biggest and most aggressive dog not aggressive but you like playful dogs yeah. especially at a young energetic age. yeah and that was hard on her and then she moves with us moves again to a bigger place and she kind of thinking she's kind of thinking wow i don't have like a dog around and this is kind of my place and then we get the little kitten she's yep. like what the heck she's so for. she's been through a lot in her life so that kind of explains in my eyes i'm not a cat psychologist obviously but like I, that kind a of cat it, psychology. that's a thing that's a thing isn't it Claire? i think
2: it is yeah i think it is
0: yeah, yeah. you hmm. can have like behavioral, anyway, specialists. I'm not, I'm
2: like behavioral
0: specialists right yeah. right i'm not right. a behavioral specialist that's a much better term but like I feel like I can give Naomi some slack for <laughs> behaving a little, a little differently right. because of all the trauma she's endured. Absolutely. Her life. No, and like,
2: cats don't like change. Like I was, whenever like, yeah. I moved up to Omaha, um, it was a four and a half hour move, um, and I was very prepared for my cats to not be having it. And I like made sure everything was set out. I was. If they were super worried still, I was going to buy them like calming, like pheromone collars. And then they, I just got really lucky and they kind of just settle settle right in wherever you put
0: them. them. Well, that's a, that's a good transition. And and Claire, again, we appreciate you taking time with us on one of your rare days off. So i got a couple more questions for you and then we'll go ahead and let you go. Uh, One of those is, so you moved, you mentioned you're from Kansas City. Obviously you went to Missouri. Uh, You then moved to Nebraska. Uh, talk about how that came to be, and what you think of the Nebraska area, and and, and also just you know how your cats are adjusting to the and winter then her up cat there. story. Yeah, and, and that'll that'll be the last question. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Well. So. Uh, well, um, so- With my program I went through, the medical laboratory sciences program, Uh, we were actually, the University of Missouri was partnered with the University of Nebraska Medical Center. Um, So I actually spent three months living in Omaha um, between my junior and senior year of college. Uh, So that was our student lab portion. We actually, all the Missouri students had to move up here for the summer.
0: (laughs) Um, And
2: I just really Um, liked it, and uh, my mom's from uh, Nebraska, so my grandparents live in the next town over. Um, over. Um, So it was just really great, great and I didn't want to stay in Columbia, Uh, Columbia. uh, so I was Uh, was not not really sure what I was wanting to do, where I was wanting to go, and one of my instructors actually emailed me an open position in microbiology wow and uh, that's amazing yeah he's actually who yeah, got me into help, be, helping and being a facilitator for the clinics I work with um, okay and so then I applied and, and I, applied I ex- and like they offered me the like job, and offered job and I was like okay well I guess I'm, okay, moving, okay, up okay, well, I guess I'm moving up to and Omaha in a pandemic, and a pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. which I was working uh-huh. at the VA in Columbia Missouri at the time and I was having to cover some of the floor phlebotomy shifts and also Doing, some lab, doing some lab work there. Uh, so I was kind of, uh, so already, kind of already aware of some of the stuff that was going that on. Was yeah. Because um, when our first patient this died at the VA, it was really, bad bad really rough for all of us. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. pretty, it was bad. pretty um, bad. But then I moved up to um, Nebraska, to and, they're to Nebraska. Like, oh, yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing like 1,200 COVID tests a day. And I'm like, oh. So a lot. Lot bigger, lot, lot bigger than department than <laughs> yeah. Columbia. Um, wow. gosh, I can't um, even yeah. imagine. So, yeah. that, was so that was kind of shocking. Um, shocking. um and, but it was and, like good, was to, like get good into, to get cause into, cause I mean, it's obviously I mean, really important obviously work really important and work. it was good to yeah, was be good there, to and hands-on there and be hands on during all, it. all um, of it. Um, and so i moved yeah. up here so and i already had some here, friends up here and then i've made a lot of really good friends at my work um, um i have some awesome coworkers. Some awesome coworkers. uh and uh, then and i about I, a month after i moved, here, after I moved uh, here uh iowa had what iowa was called a, derecho, called a derecho which is a, which essentially, is a sea, essentially a land hurricane Um, And it decimated, Um, like, half of Iowa, and it was really scary when we were here, just because we got, like, the tail end of it, but, like, half of Iowa was out without power for, like, over a week, and this is actually, like, the third summer in a row we've had kind of a natural disaster in Nebraska and Iowa, and so that's been really interesting to see how the community kind of comes together, because we're what's called, like, the flyover states, and so... Whenever so, there's natural disaster, it's kind of just blown, disaster, off. Just blown um, off. And, like, we don't um, get any aid or anything any most, of, anything the yeah, most of the time. Yeah, because I
1: hadn't even heard of that. Yeah,
2: no, no one has. That's but, like, cool. it okay. decimated but, Iowa. And Iowa's crazy. main, oh export, is, like, is uh, main export is, like, uh, corn is a big uh, corn is one. Is corn, uh, Iowa uh, actually uh, produces more corn than Nebraska does, fun fact. Wow.
0: And they're the corn huskers? Yeah, we're the corn
2: huskers, but guess not.
0: It doesn't take a... It doesn't take a lot for Missouri Tigers not to, to dislike Nebraska Cornhuskers, but there's another reason why. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I Every time someone tries to talk to me about how Mizzou is doing at the SEC, I'm like, first of all, we uh, make a lot more money losing. Second – Seven. Missouri, the University Missouri, of Missouri was founded before Missouri Nebraska founded became a state, so I don't want to hear it.
0: There you go. Yeah, no, wow. no. The, the, the Nebraska football fans have absolutely no reason, no room to talk. Yeah,
2: I'm a big advocate for, uh, like, just how pretty Missouri like how pretty is and all that. And um, all that. But then, so that was then, fun. So I, like, fun. moved up here and, like, we're already dealing with COVID. And then, like, a month after, we have this natural disaster. And then, so yeah. that's going along. And then, and going then going suddenly and then in November, in exactly, we shot, November, shot up to over 30% positivity, over 30% positivity uh, for, COVID. Uh, for COVID. And that was horrible. Yeah, that was like, horrible. I, I actually had a dream the other night, like, having those numbers again. Um, I'm really stressed out about it because especially with how Missouri yeah. is doing right now. Um, it's, right. been it's been on my mind a so lot. Then like, okay, well, so then I'm like, okay, well, that's what it well, is. What and I'm then the winter be. comes in so Nebraska, Nebraska and, and I actually like the winters in Nebraska a lot more, in more than in, Missouri, than in Missouri, Missouri, because as, uh, Garrett can, as can attest uh, to can attest Missouri gets a lot of ice. Lot of ice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't always get snow, but we, we get snow, a lot of ice. And ice, this was the first winter the first I did not have winter, to kick my, car door, to kick my car door open from, from the other side. From the other uh, side but it did uh, get down uh, to, like, below negative down 20. Negative um, 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 And I 20? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I don't think I heard that right. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, and yeah, last week it was yeah, over yeah, 100, 100 so here. So, so lots of extremes. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so it got down to, like, negative 20. And I don't think I saw the grass for, like, two months um but it was really pretty uh, but it was really pretty right
1: Absolutely. that's the sacrifice we make yeah right.
2: i actually still have the video yes. of sarah like seeing snow for the first time in Colombia. oh
0: Columbia. my <laughs> gosh <laughs> Never
1: yes it was crazy
0: yeah wow. that's, still that, on my phone. That, that's still on my phone it's <laughs> like a very interesting environment to bring cats into for sure yeah and they um, loved yeah, watching yeah, the snow
2: watching and they would like the try, the snow. Snow. Right. try to catch right. the snowflakes catch <laughs> out the window <laughs>
0: that's sweet that's sweet well speaking of interesting if you didn't for our listeners like if you didn't already have enough fuel for claire to be like one of the most interesting people you've ever heard from uh claire also has experience in fine arts <laughs> specifically yes opera and so cool. just a quick story about that i remember you did it all throughout college and claire did and she would always invite me and it would always be like an easy yes for me because I felt like for me being a sports journalist and me just living in college, like I was not getting enough fine arts right. in my life. And I wanted like that in my, I don't know, I, 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 like I, I just wanted that in my life. And so it was a super easy yes. Uh, so thank you, Claire, first off, for always inviting me. Um, but also like tell our audience about just how that started for you.
2: Um, well, first, thank you. Cause you're my only friend that came to every one of my performances. Of my performances. Oh, uh.
0: I, I, hold that honor highly. Yes.
2: Um, how that started for me was I was in high school and uh, there was an audition for one of the musical theaters, things that we were doing, and it required hitting a high C. And I was with my voice teacher because I had had a voice scholarship to the local like music arts institute. And she was like, oh, so how high can you sing? I'm like, I don't know. And so she's like, okay, well, let's test it. And That's then, I got, then to, I got up to, I believe it was a G sharp or an A, a I got up to, got Wow. Up to, um, which is pretty high, um, for, those high for those that are inclined. musically um, inclined. Yeah. Um, and she was, she was and like, like, okay, okay, yeah, let's was like, okay yeah, let's look at some opera stuff. And I'm like, stuff. okay, whatever. Like, wow. Because you know me. Not thinking anything of it. (laughs) Yeah, and then I got to Mizzou, and I was just kind of taking voice lessons. I wasn't really doing, like, the opera performance stuff. And then my teacher suggested that I do uh, opera scenes, which is, like, um, basically a bunch of scenes from a bunch of different operas, and it's really cool. And then so I auditioned for that, and I was placed in a trio with two master's students for a Mozart uh, piece uh, piece called The Impresario um and so that was just a really good experience and i got a lot more invested in it after 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 that and really just trying to see what i could do um and that's been one of the biggest things i miss about mizzou really really, because now i just sing in my car car.
0: yeah it was was always so cool to get to go i remember i i got to watch several of your shows with your mom and that that was a good experience too and please tell her that we say hi for sure i will shout out to terry
2: (laughs) we love y'all well we love you guys too and she's um she was so excited Um, when you guys like invited her to the wedding (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh my gosh we wouldn't have it any other way
0: absolutely not well Claire thank you so much for your time uh, we want to give you the floor in case we missed it please share your the funny story. Cat story oh
2: yeah I kind of ran oh, over yeah. it because I got sidetracked. Um, I um, sidetracked but anyway so my friend brought anyway, the so cat, toys cat, cat toys back from Minnesota and he was talking yeah, to me he and he's like oh yeah like how are they oh, liking them yeah, I'm like, like oh they love them really I found really one of them, them in my bed this morning um <laughs> they they do that. Um, they, they do and that, there um, were three of those little mice. Were, and then the I was only mice, finding two. And, and finding the cats, and they, no. they put stuff everywhere. The so I'm like, I don't really know sure where the other, other one's at, but I'm sure I'll, I'll, find one's one's it, but I'll find it. So... Last night, I go to leave for sharing clinic. I I grab my purse, and I go to put my wallet in there. And the cats had put their their toy in my purse. Oh, Oh, no. And, like, my purse (laughs) is just, like, open, like, hanging off a chair. But they've never done that before. And
1: I'm like. That's amazing.
2: I was like, what? It's just this little mouse in my purse. They're leaving presents for you. They're like, okay, mom, go have fun. so weird
0: that is so funny. Ugh, they're ridiculous they seem like they, they seem like a great group they
2: are they're very they are. they're, very, they're funny. very funny they make me laugh a lot and every they night they have what i call kitty fight, fight club where they just, each where they just attack, each, they just other.
0: attack yep. each other yep yep that's that that's a thing around all our house <laughs> well thank you for sharing your funny story as they always say always leave them laughing and yes. claire we well, thank you so much for your time we really well, it. thank
2: you for having me thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, we love you, and we hope we get to see you at some point. Yeah, I love you guys <laughs> When all too. this craziness yeah, dies and down. And
2: Sarah, I already mentioned yeah, this, but you I should come up for like, some of, up for, like some, for some of the fall festivals the fall Nebraska has. Oh my really gosh, cool. that
1: sounds
0: two big fall. That gals. sounds wonderful. You would
2: love, love, gals, right? Dallas. <laughs> <I> love Dallas. <laughs> oh, that
1: sounds amazing. Yeah. We're gonna make it happen. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. We will. I'll send you my Thanks days off. Yes, please.
0: Thanks to Claire. Good luck with your next week on. Yes. Sarah, you want to hit that outro?
1: Yep. Cue the